Sci-Fi Fans is the official podcast of science fiction author W.A. Blinko. Before today's episode, I'd just like to mention how this podcast is made. Thank you so much for listening to that short advert. It really does help this podcast. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hi and welcome to Sci-Fi Fans, the podcast of movie trivia. This episode is all about the 2000 film X-Men, one of the best superhero films in my opinion. The cast includes Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen and Hale Berry. It was also directed by Brian Singer. Made on a budget of approximately $75 million, it would go on to gross nearly $300 million worldwide. X-Men introduces legendary characters for the first time onto the big screen. Characters such as Wolverine, Rogue, Cyclops, Storm and Professor X, Magneto and Mystique. Based on the Marvel comic book series, our heroes have to thwart the plans of the villainous Magneto, who has also established a team of mutants. X-Men would go on to become a multi-film franchise, all under the leadership of 20th Century Fox. Disney Studios, though, would acquire all of the rights to the Marvel characters that Fox owned when they purchased Fox. One of the outstanding performances for me is Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. And to help him get into the character, he would take ice-cold showers every morning of filming. This ritual kind of started by accident when he first got into the shower at 5am before he realised that there was no hot water. The shock of the cold water on his body would certainly wake him up, but what he didn't want to do was wake up his wife, so he kept all of that emotion and shock and everything inside, and this is what helped put him in the frame of mind as Wolverine. Because Wolverine, the character, has suffered many traumas in his life, and the only response that he knows is to lash out. Sir Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McKellen play two of the most fundamental characters in X-Men. Sir Patrick Stewart plays Professor Xavier and Ian McKellen plays Magneto. But did you know, neither one of these actors knew how to play chess. And chess is used within X-Men as a metaphor between the two of them. In, and that's in their backstory and in the, char- in the uh, character arc. So a chess master was actually brought on set to teach them how to play the game. After agreeing to play Magneto, Sir Ian McKellen was offered the role of Gandalf in The Lord of the Rings. Now, initially he turned down that role, but then he spoke to director Brian Singer and expressed his interest in making The Lord of the Rings. Singer then agreed to rearrange X-Men's shooting schedule to allow McKellen to go to New Zealand in January 2000 to film Lord of the Rings. This is something that I've noticed during the research for these podcasts. Now I'm finding that it's quite often, well you quite often hear about directors and actors and how awkward and difficult they are to work with. But what I've discovered, and you have as well by listening to these podcasts, is that I'm finding out more and more directors that have been willing to rearrange their filming schedule so that the stars of the films that they're directing can go on and star in other films as well, which is pretty cool. I think one of the great things about X-Men is the abilities of the characters. Wolverine is more or less indestructible and cannot age, or at least he hasn't aged up until this point because he does later on 
age in future films. Jean Grey with her psychic abilities and Professor X and Magneto. Now, their characters don't need any um, special effects or any extra work. The Essentially, the characters just put on, or sorry, the actors just put on the costume to become part of that character, then it's all based on their performance. But you've really got to have some sympathy for Rebecca Romajon Stamos. She would quite often spend her time in isolation and only came out of her room for filming her scenes. So she had almost no contact with the rest of the cast and felt in her own mind that she was actually making a different film to everybody else. This was because the procedure to turn her into Mystique consisted of 110 custom-designed prosthetics covering around 60% of her body. And it would take up to nine hours to apply all of the makeup and the prosthetics. She was also on a very strict regime of not being able to drink alcohol or use any skin creams. And she was even banned from flying the day before filming because any of these things could actually um, cause a change in her body chemistry, which would then alter her figure slightly. And that alteration would then mean that the prosthetics that they built and designed for the costume would just simply fall off. She did make up for this though on the very last day of filming and to celebrate she brought a bottle of tequila on set which she then shared with the cast and crew during a filming break. Unfortunately for her though she was filming the scene where Mystique is fighting Wolverine. Rebecca Stamos was sick and the vomit was blue in colour and went all over Hugh Jackman. Oh dear. <laughs> now, um, speaking of Hugh Jackman and Wolverine, in the comic book, Wolverine is five foot three. That's even shorter than me. Whereas Hugh Jackman stands at six foot two. Now, I can't think of anybody else playing Wolverine. Likewise, for me, Patrick Stewart is Professor X. Brian Singer also considered Patrick Stewart to be the only actor who could play Professor X. Now this was despite being put under some pressure because other actors were considered by the studio. But Brian Singer stood firm on his decision. Brian Singer is also a big Star Trek fan and although originally he turned down X-Men three times dismissing comic books he didn't believe that they would make great films but what actually changed his mind was um he was he was actually given some books and he read the X-Men comic book and found the stories and themes of prejudice and discrimination compelling. And that is what finally made him agree to do the live action film. But this did not stop him from banning comic books from the rest of the cast. And the reason that he uh, gives for this is that he didn't want the cast members to be influenced by the characters from the comics after they'd read them. However, <laughs> the cast read them secretly anyway. One actor was given a crate of comics to read because he'd never heard of the X-Men and that was Patrick Stewart. He thought the X-Men films would be based or related to the X-Files, the TV show. Another um, actor, James Marsden, also prepared for his role of Cyclops by reading the X-Men comics. So I think Brian Singer's idea of not allowing the cast to read the comics was a little bit in vain. 
A couple of characters that are missing from the first X-Men film are Gambit and also Beast. Now, both of these characters were due to be in the film. Dr. McCoy, who, a.k.a. is Beast, for those of you that aren't familiar with X-Men, was going to be in the final third of the film, but this was cut so that they could save him for the sequels. Gambit, though, was going to be in a cameo, and the cameo was going to be of a student playing with a basketball, and what it was, Gambit was then going to be charging the basketball up with kinetic energy until it explodes. Whereas traditionally in the comics and the version of Gambit that I know does that to playing cards. Brian Singer rejected this cameo though, believing that the audience would not understand why the basketballs were exploding. In the comics, uh, Mortimer Toad is a hunchback. However, they changed this in the film when martial artist Ray Park was cast. Kirsten Dunst, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Christina Rossi were all considered for the role of Rogue with none other than Natalie Portman actually turning down the role. So, I mean, she, she's got a great um, variety, variety, variety of uh, iconic roles, hasn't she? Natalie Portman, she's been in Star Wars, V for Vendetta. Uh, she was also considered for um, the Liv Tyler's role in Lord of the Rings, Arwen. Um, but she's got herself quite a good, um, what's the word? Uh, <laughs> it'll come to me in a second. But anyway, she's been in a lot of iconic roles. So to have added uh, X-Men would have been something, as she would have really been the essential sci-fi comic book actress. But she turned, turned down X-Men, unfortunately. Um, and David Helburn voiced... Magneto in the animated TV show from 1992 and he was also considered not for the part of Rogue but for the to reprise his role of Magneto in the film. Terence Stamp and Sir Christopher Lee were also considered for the role of Magneto however Brian Singer chose Sir Ian McKellen in the end and um, what helped him decide which characters from the uh, comic books were to be in the film Brian Singer actually watched all 76 episodes of the 1992 animated series. Now, did you know that Linda Hamilton has a twin? How is this related to X-Men? I hear you all asking. Let me explain. Now, there is a scene in Terminator 2 where Sarah Connor is looking through a mirror and they actually used her twin to film that scene. With X-Men, there is a, a similar well, not similar because it's not a mirror, but there is a scene where Mystique changes into Iceman and then walks past him. They filmed this by doing a bit of uh, trick photography and some trick shots. And then what they had to do was carefully splice the two different takes down. So they have the appearance of Iceman walking past Iceman. However, they could have avoided all of this hassle if Brian Singer knew that Sean Ashmore has an identical twin called Aaron. Did you know that Cerebo is the Spanish word for brain? And if you're listening to me in Spain or you happen to speak Spanish, you're now probably shouting back at me saying, of course I do. Bruce Davidson was the first actor to actually be cast. Uh, 
speaking um, only uh, speaking for only four times on screen, Ray Park. This was Ray Park's first talking role where his voice wasn't dubbed by another actor. And that's where I'm going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. So thank you very much for listening and I will certainly be talking to you next week. Thank you very much for your continued support and um, take care of yourselves. I'm not going to say it yet, or shall I? Merry Christmas, a bit early, but I've said it now, haven't I? Um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening and do come back for next week's episode where I'm going to be doing a couple of things special for the Christmas period. So uh, take care. Before I go, I'd just like to mention that I have a YouTube channel, Sci-Fi Fans, and TikTok channel, Sci-Fi Fans. I also have a website where you can find out about my latest projects and more about my books, and that's wayneblinko.com, W-A-Y-N-E-B-L-I-N-K-O.com. And uh, yeah, that's just where I'm going to wrap up this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and I look forward to seeing you on the other platforms. And um, yeah, take care of yourselves. Until next week. Bye. information in this podcast episode is researched by myself, Wayne Blinko. I use various websites such as IMDB or official websites from actors, films or film studios. Thank you very much.